The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Let me tell you about who deserves a shot the United States Heavyweight. Let's hear it. I'm the champion. I ought to know. You know, I've, I've been sizing up guys since I came to the WCW. And I think the one guy that stands out the most, the guy that I think has earned the title shot, El Dandy, I think you're a heck of a wrestler. You're a great technician in the ring. And you're a jam-up guy. Whoa. I don't see any reason. Wait a minute. El Dandy has been wrestling in, in, in the cruiserweight division here. Please. He's a great wrestler. He's a great wrestler, but thank goodness sakes, it's 50 pounds Who are you to, to, to doubt El Dandy? Because this guy's a serious professional. Well, let's talk about some serious hypnosis let's get through psychosis psychosis whatever, whatever he's a great wrestler you know hello and welcome to episode 264 of the wrestlecast i'm your host don delorente and i'm joined by my smackdown matters correspondent miss didi jone Hey, friend. What's going on, friend? How are you? Nothing much. Glad to talk to you again. Another week of the WrestleCast. Mm-hmm. Any significant changes in your uh, look for new employment? Are we... Yes, to- yes, yes, yes. But I do not... What you call it? I can't count my chickens before they hatch. Right. But I believe nepotism is working for me. Right. That's awesome. And if it works, oh, bitch. But but, but so far, so great. Eastside apartment. Up and out, especially (laughs) out. (laughs) (laughs) Like, really out? Oh, my God. But no, we'll see. (laughs) Yeah, really hope that works out for you. Oh, thank you. Same, same, same. Well, we've got some wrestling news before we get into the previews for NXT TakeOver and War Games and our reviews. Um, I don't know if you saw this on Monday night while the broadcast was going on, but uh, it all started innocently enough as CM Punk kind of let everybody know that he was a part of the backstage show and he was going to be on the Tuesday night episode and he was mm. going to, you know, talk about, just basically talk about it and he said no one was safe and of course he tags wwe and smackdown on fox and mm-hmm. vince and tony khan who is the president of AEW. Mm-hmm. so tony khan responds back to cm punk with no one is safe question mark sounds mm-hmm. like a plane full of wrestlers in saudi arabia <laughs> so that meant that randy orton was coming to save the day. So Randy Orton <laughs> tweets out and says something about, what's that about uh, stones and glass houses? And he posts a link to an article about Tony Khan's dad. He had some charges of some bad business practices brought up against him, which were found untrue. So then Tony Khan comes back to Randy Orton and says, hey, you know, those, um, those, accusations were baseless and claimless and they were over a year old and in which time you've used the n-word on twitch <laughs> and you can imagine that uh, that's when the randy orton tweet stopped i bet <laughs> <laughs> so that was the big buzz on monday everybody was just like oh my gosh can't believe tony khan came out doing that it's definitely uncharacteristic of him 
He's been really low key as far as anything concerning WWE, but he wasn't during that exchange. So we got him flaming Randy Orton on Twitter. And then on Tuesday, which led into Wednesday, Jim Cornette was forced to resign from his commentary position after he made offensive comments on NWA power. Um, Just a very bad uh, misreading of the time and day in which we are living. Now, when he said this about Big Bubba Rogers in 1986, (laughs) you know, people were not as on as far as, you know, police and language and sensitivity and all that. So this shit could slide and you can get it passed and, you know, it'd be offensive, but compared to some of the shit that was going on on TV in 1986, it's kind of far for the course. Mm-hmm. But in 2019, and people already are trying to cancel you because of different things you said on your podcast that you said in just not really meaning it if you're really listening to the context of the full podcast. But people are out here coming for you. You don't need to be giving them things to get you about to paint. And he definitely did that. So I'm going to be honest. I... I get that it it sounds racist what he said. Yes. But it didn't really make sense what he said. And I Right. But see here's the deal. When you say it in nineteen eighty six and you know that Ethiopia is in the middle of a famine and everybody in the world is trying to help him because right. you know, then it makes it makes it has more of a context to it. Uh um, it was just like, huh? Right. It just it just sounded like a racist person saying racist things that aren't like there's no basis in humor. There's not even necessarily a basis in fact. It's just I'm gonna say these words. Right. And it's like what what are you what? Right. Like it's it wasn't even like a funny off color joke. It was just like what? Yes. It was an offensive statement. It's just highly offensive. So Yeah. And it's yeah. like I know you probably thought you were being funny, but no. Right. And like I said, you know, without the context of everybody understanding Ethiopia and what that, you know, what their history is, yeah, it's totally out of place in 2019. It's like if you go back and you watch like an old episode of Sanford and Son, mm. you'll be shocked at what they say on that show in 2019. Like, how in the hell did they ever let people say that on TV? But in 1974, you know, you could say nigga on TV. You could say honky on TV. You could say cracker mm-hmm. on TV. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, nobody bad an eye at it. It was just, you know, what they did. So, but uh, hopefully he'll learn from that situation and just realize that, hey, man, you know, 2019 people are much more um, aware of what people are saying. Mm-hmm. And they will get you up out of the paint for it. So. And if there's any other news that happened in between, oh, um, apparently um, ACH got some bookings for some indie uh, indie shows, and it's, apparently he was like tweeting at events and taunting them or something. They still haven't formally released any information about if he's been released or not. So I don't mm. know what's going on with that, but that's the latest on that. So now it's time to talk about NXT TakeOver War Games. This is one of our big TakeOver weekends coming to us from the home of Jade to the Mac, Chicago, Illinois. So, mm, 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 mm. Not, not Illinois. 
Oh, the, the noy. Silent. Yeah, noy. There you go. Sorry. Thank you. It's um, okay. Um, on one of these, one of these two shows this weekend, this match I'm going to talk about is going to take place. It's either going to take place on the, the War Games, uh, pay per view, or it's going to take place on the pre-show of Survivor Series. But Leo Rush is going to have a rematch with Angel Garza for the Cruiserweight title. That should mm-hmm. be fun. Pete Dunne, Killian Dane, and Damian Priest, Dee's favorite new favorite wrestler, they're going to have a triple threat match, and the winner is going to face Adam Cole, baby, for the NXT title at Survivor Series. Potential match of the night, Finn Balor is going to wrestle Matt Riddle. This was a match that was supposed to be Finn Balor and Johnny Gargano, but due to injuries, car is subject to change, and now Matt Riddle has been thrust in that spot. They've done a really good job of building up their match, so that should be really good. Men's War Games match, the Undisputed Era. They're taking on Tomasa Ciampa, Keith Lee, Dominic Dijakovic, and the fourth man is still yet to be determined. Do you have an idea or do you have a guess who the fourth member of Team Ciampa is going to be? Wait, wait, wait. You said there's Ciampa and who? Keith Lee. Uh-huh. Dijakovic. Uh-huh. And then they have a open spot left. Well, what's wrong with Johnny Gargano? Is he, like, recovering from a surgery? Uh, Finn Balor hurt his neck. Like, hurt his neck, hurt his neck, or just hurt his neck a little bit? Hurt his neck a lot. Oh, poor Finn. I mean, not poor Finn, but, you know, start injuring people. People get scared of you. Um... Well, what's Finn doing? He got a match? Yeah, he's wrestling Matt Riddle. Oh, yeah. Matt Riddle was supposed to be on the team, but they took him out and swapped him out with Dijakovic, and they still needed a fourth member, though. They Also, they always needed a fourth member. Mm-hmm. Um, You think they'll get one of the British people? Um, Maybe. Like, would they outstay? In, in not outsource, but you know, go get um. What's what's my little angry faced one? Pete Dunn. Yes, him. What about? Nope. Him? He's gonna be wrestling in the triple threat against Killian Dane and Dane. Oh, Priest. that's annoying. Okay, what about the one of them coffees? Yeah, yeah. Oh, what about Walter? Hmm. Somebody. If he's healthy enough, it's gonna be available. Why is everybody? Oh, the dream. Oh, because we haven't seen him in forever. Right. Oh, that's how they get you. They just think you're going to forget about people, and you do because you drink a lot of alcohol. <laughs> and, and then they just like. And they throw a lot of wrestling on. You're like, oh, yeah. Cool. Now, I if hope it's, it's not anybody like whack. Like, yeah, I was about no. to say, now, if it's not Velveteen Dream, I have no idea who it's going to be. <laughs> like, if it's Fandango, you're going to be like, oh. Yeah, I don't have a number two guess on that one. And then hopefully what's going to be the main event is going to be the women's war games match where we have Shayna Baszler, Io Shirai, Bianca Belair, and Kaylee Ray going up against Rhea Ripley, Candice LeRae, Mia Yim, and Tegan Knox. I really think the the Shayna's team should win. Never. Just because. Wait, is Binky on that team? Yes, she is. Okay, then fine. Yeah, I'm down with it. <laughs> I ain't happy about it, but I'll go with it. Yeah, so that's going to be a lot of fun to see what they come up with to watch Io Shirai do a moonsault off the top of the cage on somebody. 
So it's five on five? Yes, ma'am. So it's the MMA bitches, Binky and EO? No, it's the it's just one MMA, MMA bitch in Shayna Baszler and the UK women's champion, Kaylee Ray, and EO oh. and Binky. Oh. Well, I don't know the the UK girl. She was the one. Did you watch the ladder match last week with me and Yim? Yeah, I saw parts of it. Yeah, she was the one who came in and pushed me and Yim off the ladder <laughs> at the end. Fun. Yeah, straight straight uphill. Now, just a reminder: the war games um, alternate. Two people will start, and then every minute and a half, two minutes. Uh, one person from the heel team will be allowed to come into the cage. So it'll be a two-on-one disadvantage and thus forth and so on until all, in this case, eight women are in the cage. And once all eight women are in the cage, then the match actually begins. The war game, then you can actually win the match. But you can't win the match before all eight people get in the ring. Mm. Yeah, it's just one of the little nuances of war games. It's like, why don't they ever go for the pin? Because the match is not technically official until all eight people get in the ring. But this should be fun. NXT is going to have a really big, I think they're going to get a lot of extra eyes on them after this uh, last three weeks of being a major part of the main roster show. So if you just watch NXT, they've been kind of having to work the Survivor Series plus the war games build in between each other so some sticky situations have occurred but for the most part they've done a good job of keeping everybody together and the storylines logical so good job for NXT then we'll run through Survivor Series really fast we're going to start off with uh, the triple threat uh, mid-card title match where you're going to have the US champion AJ Styles versus the Intercontinental champion Shinsuke Nakamura versus the NXT North American champion Roderick Strong that match right there should be the match of the night. We're going to have Adam Cole, baby, defending his NXT championship against the winner of that triple threat between Pete Dunn, Killian Dane, and Damian Priest. Women's Survivor Series match, elimination match, Team Raw, Charlotte Flair, Natalia, the Kabuki Warriors, and Sarah Logan. Know where they found her at, but okay. Versus Team SmackDown, which is Sasha Banks, Carmella, Dana Brooke, Lacey Evans, and Nikki Cross. Versus Team NXT, which is to be determined now based on the go-home edition of SmackDown. They had Rhea Ripley, Tegan Knox, Mia Yim, and Tony Storm. And there was one more person out there. Oh, Candice LeRae. So that was the five people that showed up on SmackDown on the Go Home Show. So maybe that's Team NXT officially. Mm. Big up one time for Tony Storm getting a part of this uh, NXT stuff. You know how I feel about Tony Storm. <laughs> Men's Survivor Series elimination match. Team Raw consisting of Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens, Randy Orton, Drew McIntyre, and Ricochet. Versus Team SmackDown, consisting of Roman Reigns, King Corbin, Ali, Shorty G, and Braun Strowman. Versus Team NXT, who is yet to be announced. Mm. Main roster has not done a good job of getting these teams out here and letting everybody, you know, feel like they're all on one accord. The only team that really feels like they're on one accord is the NXT people. Yep. 
men's tag team championship match, triple threats. They're going to have the Raw tag team champions, the Viking Raiders versus the SmackDown tag team champions, the New Day versus the NXT tag team champions, Undisputed Era. Uh, the women's champions, Becky Lynch versus Bayley versus Shayna Baszler. Universal title match, The Fiend, Bray Wyatt versus Daniel Bryan. And then our main event, WWE Championship match, Brock Lesnar versus Rey Mysterio. No hose barred, no disqualification. I'll come back to you again, Miss Didi. I asked you this question a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Is Dominic going to save his daddy? Never. <laughs> it's not going to happen. It's so setting up for something to happen. Kane Velasquez run out there. He get mopped up. Can't, uh, can't, can't help him. And then all of a sudden, here comes Dominic. Dominic don't have the range. <laughs> all Dominic has is the height. Like That's all the baby has. Well, it's no disqualification, no hose bar. So I mean, he can have a weapon. Oh nah, he don't got the he don't got the heart. <laughs> Dominic, I don't know Ray Mysterio's life, but he gives me. I was in the hood, I got out the hood, and now my children live in the suburbs. They don't know about that whole go get a baseball bat and let's get to popping. Like I don't have faith in him. Like, if I'm in a fight and you say, bring somebody who got a weapon, I'm not going to be like, Dominic, you got me? <laughs> it's just a, it's, it's, it's such a, it's a, it seems like it's just built in booking. It'd be easy mm. to book it just because they did such a great job of telling that story and this whole, like, it's weird how wrestling works, right? When they mm-hmm. go into this, they spend all this time and effort to get Cain Velasquez right on the roster so they can do this match. So basically, you think that okay, they're gonna have like a couple of matches, like you know, Brock beats him, then they'll have a rematch at Survivor Series. Well, the funny thing happened, they used Rey Mysterio to build the Cain Velasquez uh, match, and all the people got sympathy for Rey Mysterio mm-hmm. and ended up wanting to see Rey Mysterio versus Brock more than seeing Cain Velasquez versus Brock again so they had to like change up stuff in midstream that's cool when stuff like that happens in wrestling and they actually go with it instead of just being like oh we're just gonna fight it Mm-hmm. so every once in a while they'll listen to what the fans want and veer off course uh, join us on Saturday night use the hashtag cast takeover to share your pro wrestling commentary with color on NXT TakeOver War Games. And then on Sunday, use the hashtag SurvivorCast to do the same thing on Survivor Series. So we hope to see everybody. The live tweet should be a lot of fun. Of course, TakeOver should be much better than Survivor Series. Survivor Series is going to get long and repetitive because you got all these triple threat matches and all these elimination matches. Uh, Mm. The Fiend and Daniel Bryan, I don't know what the hell that's going to be. (laughs) because <laughs> unless Daniel Bryan has a damn Uzi he ain't beating the Fiend true <laughs> yeah so uh, people get shit on that that match could, if it's not like like if it's like a, a long match and Daniel Bryan is doing everything in his power and you can't hold him down people might turn on that match real fast but if it's like a squash match 
they mm-hmm. could maybe shock some people like uh, thinking it's gonna be like a 15 minute match and it's over in five mm. you know that could that could get some buzz back for the fiend but that Survivor Series weekend from uh, Allstate Arena in Chicago should be a lot of fun so Miss Didi Jonay I'm gonna turn it over to you to tell us what happened on last week's Friday Night Smackdown Okay, y'all, the guy named King Corbin arrived, being carried to the ring on a throne. Rob, Robert Roode, Bobby Roode, one of them, and Dolph Ziggles join him in the ring. Corbin says that the fans need to respect their king, telling them to be like Roode and Ziggles, who are loyal to him. He says he's not only a great king, but a great leader, and says the truth is that Roman isn't the man he used to be, but he's a shell of himself. This is his kingdom and declared that he is the captain of Team SmackDown for Survivor Series choices. Uh, he calls Ali and Gable weak links, and Dolph says that Roman is also a step behind. Gable and Ali don't deserve to be on the team, but he and Rude do. So, tonight he and Rude will win their way onto the team and will beat up Ali and Gable. Corbin invites Reigns to ringside. The music hits with Yippee barking and a dog mascot enters, hitting that furry demographic. And then the dog kneels before Corbin. Trash. Awkward. Awkward. This was awful. The, everything, it up, like it. everything up until the dog coming out was okay. <laughs> then the damn dog coming out. Now she went right down the toilet. Yeah. The people in the back, they like they like follow through. Like it starts off good and then it just loses steam, and nobody's there to tell you that's not a great choice. But um, I digress. Your first match of the night is for is a tag team match for spots on their Survivor Series team: Ali and Gable versus Rude and Dolph. There's a double team spinebuster zigzag by the Glorious Showoffs. They get a two count. Ali makes the save. Gable gets the ankle locked off, fights it. Baru makes the save. Oh! Roman takes out Corbin and Rude, then attacks. Ali hits a suicide dive. Roman spears Corbin. The Chaos Theory and 450 by Ali and Gable finished off, and it is official that Ali and Gable are still on the SmackDown team for Survivor Series. This was a good match. Yeah. Mhm. Good. Dolphin, Dolphin, and Rude have really good tag team uh, chemistry together. Do you think the problem with Dolph Ziggles is he's meant to be a tag team champion for the rest of his life, and they keep trying to make him a singles person, and it's not going to go anywhere? That may be one of the things. I just think that Dolph Ziggler just tries too hard on his promos. Oh. If you would. If he would be more of himself, which is probably like a wise ass, instead of trying to be like super pro wrestler guy when he gets on the microphone, mm. you know, and be a little bit more relaxed and natural, it'd probably come off better. I could see that. Um, there are highlights of The Fiend attacking Daniel Bryan last week. And now it's time for the Firefly Flynn house. Oh, that's a lot of F's. Bray makes the universal title disappear, and then he turns it blue. He said he can't wait for Miss TV tonight with Daniel Bryan. He and The Fiend will be watching. 
What I love about him is that even when he's brave, everything he says, even when it's innocent, just sounds like a threat. <laughs> <laughs> like, even if he doesn't say it, like, you know how you can say something regular in an unregular voice? Even mm-hmm. when he's talking regular, it's just like, mm No, don't Bef- trust it. Before we move on, mm-hmm. your feelings on the blue Universal title? I don't know that I saw it. Okay. What kind of correspondent am I? I don't think I saw it. You gotta do some Googles then. Is it like, what is it that's blue? Like how the universal title was red? Yeah, this one's blue. No. New. Look at me Googling. First (laughs) of title. Blue. Um... What happened next? Dolphin Rude argue with Corbin, and he says he will fix things. I don't know how he's supposed to fix it. He knows people. Ew. Oh, no, that's ugly. Is it ugly just because it's your first time seeing it, or is it ugly because you don't think it blue? Look, it looks cheap. It looks like a belt that they would sell at Toys R Us. Hold on. Let me make sure I'm looking at the most recent thing. There's a rumor that a new championship belt will debut this weekend. But they're not talking about Sammy's belt. I'm confused. Oh my gosh. I don't know if I like all the titles getting those like like how they're they're like circles. Mm. I kind of like the square looking belts. No, see, I like the circle. I don't like... I don't like color branded things, so that's what I don't like. I got you. Aww. Oh no, I'm correct. That thing is fucking ugly. Ew. How do you feel about it? I thought it looked pretty dope. You're wrong. (laughs) Ew, I don't like it. I didn't like the Universal title when it first uh, debuted, though, so it took a minute for that to kind of. Okay, well, maybe th- maybe they're all ugly, you know? You know what they need to do is they need to hire the up, up, down, down people. They know what they're doing. Yeah, that build is pretty dope, isn't it? <laughs> mm-hmm. The thing was fucking ugly. Okay, anyway, there are highlights of Fury and Braun killing the B-team last week. I love the B-team. Braun Strowman has a match with the B-team and Drew Gulak, so it's like three-on-one. Mm-hmm. Sounds Sounds fair. Gulak cuts a promo and says he has a PowerPoint a PowerPoint presentation regarding him replacing Braun on the Survivor Series team. Guess who's never going to agree to that? <laughs> Mock Strowman for losing to Fury. Well, there. They attack Strowman. He easily fights them off and starts killing them as Gulak powders. Does that mean he ran away? Yep. Exactly ah, look at me. I know things. New Day talk about tonight's rematch with the Revival. Backstage, Daniel Bryan meets with Samito and Nakamura. Sammy wants to answer tonight. Wants an answer tonight regarding his offer to join them. They want Daniel Bryan with them, and Bryan says he's been thinking about it. But if Sammy had his back, why did he run away last week? Because Sammy loves himself more than he loves you. That doesn't mean he doesn't care. But Sammy says, "Get him with this black, the blackest answer I've ever heard." Sammy says, "Cause look, ethnic people all over the world. He thought Brian was running with him. 
<laughs> and was running to get Nakamura, which, yeah. I thought she was right behind me. Like, I thought, I thought you saw when I did you tip too. Right, like, right. You saw me leave while you ain't come. Like, see, that's, that's how you know Daniel Bryan is Caucasian. <laughs> Like you see somebody running, you run to and ask questions later. Like I, don't I know. was, I was one. I was probably like sixteen. Probably didn't really didn't have any business being out there. But I had this. It was like homecoming weekend at Georgia Southern. So mm-hmm. just huge mobs of people just you know walking around the street, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't know where it was at. I don't know who did it. I don't know how far in front of me it was, but we're all walking up the street and mm. somebody dropped a cooler and it made, mm. you know, it made like a bang noise when they dropped it. Mm-hmm. So imagine you're walking, everybody's moving in the same direction. All of a sudden mm. you hear that bang and then you see everybody duck and then you just see all types of eyes looking at you. <laughs> like, oh shit. So what do you do? Turn around and run with them so you don't get run over. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Sami Zayn was like, dude. When you see me take off, you're supposed to be right there. He's like, I was going to get Nakamura. I was going to get him. Listen, I thought you were right behind me. Is the realest <laughs> shit I have ever heard. <laughs> hey, I went to, I was at Six Flags, you know, little DC Maryland Six Flags, right. and it was like the end of the night. And everybody's in the parking lot, and we were late, so we parked in the fire parking lot, and everybody walking. And then all of a sudden, everybody running. And here we go, because I'm youthful. You know, I'm in the suburbs. I don't. I didn't quite know back then. I was like, why are we running? They were like, we'll figure it out later. Go. Like, <laughs> ain't no time to fit. Like, listen, we can ask questions when we're safe. Like, right, exactly. <laughs> never did find out why we were running. <laughs> Still don't know. <laughs> but I'm here to tell the tale. Uh, so, because... Sammy left him to go get Nakamura. Brian refuses to join and suggests he recruits Braun Strowman. Sammy mocks Braun, who is, of course, right behind him. He begs off and leaves. The thing is, why don't you go recruit Braun? Like, get you some people. He got Cesaro. Does he have Cesaro? Yeah, Cesaro, Nakamura, and Sammy are kind of a thing. Where's the ginger at? Where's, um... He's Slater? No, the Irish one. Oh, Seamus, he was hurt. Yeah. Aw, why is everybody who I like hurt? That's annoying. Uh, next is the rematch between New Day and Revival for the SmackDown title or tag title. Big E tags in, Dash cuts off the midnight hour. There's a breakdown. Dawson hits a DDT on Big E for two. There's a tag to Dash. Big E dumps them and backdrops Kofi onto the Revival. He's caught and posted. The Revival suplexes Big E onto the announce table, and the Shatter Machine gets two as Kofi flies in to make the save. However, Undisputed Era attack the champions for the DQ. You can't switch the title on a DQ. Ooh, what an icon. So the Undisputed Era then beat down both teams until the SmackDown locker room runs them off. Gotta love the Undisputed Era running in, beating up folks. Bunch of thugs. Mm-hmm. Very NWO-like. Tell you what, I don't like Hulk Hogan, but 
I do enjoy his NWO entrance music. Oh, yeah. Voodoo Child, Jimi Hendrix. It's a classic. It's so great. And it's, like, <laughs> so annoying that they use it on him. So it's, like, like you can't really repurpose it. Right. <laughs> but it, it deserves. Because it's so good. Um, next is Heavy Machinery versus Jimmy and Johnny Kick Pads. I got distracted because I saw Jimmy and Johnny and I was like, Uso? And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> no. Uh, the Kick Pad Brothers try to battle back. Tucker runs them over with a running high crossbody. The corner splash follows and Otis is the caterpillar. The compactor gives Heavy Machinery the win. Um... Bailey and Banks arrive, and Bailey says she's a force to be reckoned with. It's all about her, and she will crush Nikki's dreams tonight. Banks says Nikki plays the victim, so tonight Bailey will go out by herself and do her thing. Next week, there will be Corbin, Dolph, and Rude facing Roman, Ali, and Gable. Uh, just to face them or for spots on the team? No, it's just it was just a match. Oh, that's stupid. Okay, Bailey versus Nikki. If Nikki wins, she gets to be on Team SmackDown. Nikki immediately dumps Bailey, then Bailey slams her to the steps. Shane arrives. Bailey runs away until Rhea, Ray, Rhea, mm-hmm. Rhea, Mia, <laughs> Rhea, Mia, Dakota, and Knox attack, and Banks then attacks Shayna. The SmackDown women arrive. We get a big old brawl. Team SmackDown stands tall, and Banks challenges them to a match. Yes. Yeah, this was a huge ass brawl. As it should be. <laughs> it's so interesting to me though, because I guess Sasha has been like, you know, I'm Team Vince, I'm Team SmackDown, I'm Team Money. But generally, it's like, why wouldn't you be like, that's that's where I was, that's my home. Right. It's very like it's not even a first job over second job. It's like I got transferred to a different department <laughs> and how my department is right. And I'm like, but I like them too. Like we had great times. Like I didn't get kicked out. I got a raise, so I'm <laughs> So yeah, but anyway, that's just me. Uh oh, the match was for right now. So again, Kai, Rhea, Tegan, Mia. Oh, all these oh, Come on, Rhyming versus Nikki, Carmella, Dana, and Sasha. Dakota blind tags and Nikki cuts her off with a back suplex or two. Tegan makes the save, breaks down. Mia gets dumped as Ripley traffics Dana. Dakota Kai follows with kicks on Nikki, but Nikki hits the purge and gets the win. Aww. Yeah, poor Dakota Kai. I know. Dakota's one of my favorites. Oh, post-match, they get to fighting, and some more SmackDown women arrive to make the save. So that was where... Oh, no, no, no. Oh, was, maybe was that the part of the match where I saw Carmella and Dana beating ass in the middle of the ring? Mm-hmm. Ah, that's what I thought. Kicking people in the face. She loved mm-hmm. to see it. Loved to see it. Uh, the last section of the night is Miz TV with Daniel Bryan. He runs down the recent events and brings out Daniel Bryan, asks him why the Fiend attacked him, and Daniel Bryan refuses to answer. I say it's because the Fiend wants to know about the ginger man who's not Eric Rowan. (laughs) That's my theory. Miz says that the Fiend feels Daniel Bryan is unstable and confused, and Miz wants to know who Bryan really is these days. 
Miz thinks the fiend feels Brian is washed up and wants to end him. See, that's bullshit. That's what the Miz thinks. I like that. You better be shady. You better be a shady host. Yes, that's that Sally Jesse Raphael bullshit. Yes. Daniel Bryan says Miz TV sucks and always has sucked. Miz is right. He's not the man he was 10 years ago and might be washed up. He says he still has passion, tells Miz to shut up because no one understands. He could have ridden out the yes movement, but passion and mental instability led him to do desperate things. Clone Eric Rowan. I'm trying to tell you. (laughs) I'm trying to tell you that's what it was. He says Bray is unstable and we don't know who controls him or the fiend. The fun house fires up. Bray says Brian is rude to speak of him while he isn't there. Maybe the fiend attacked to scare Brian to remind him about what he did. Or maybe he just wants to play. What the hell did he do? Bray breaks out some wacky toys and then the universal title. He asks if Brian wants to play and asks him to say that magical word. Brian says no, but the puppets say yes. That is terrifying. (laughs) Brian won't go and play with his puppets and says Bray or the Fiend has a problem with him. And if that's the case, then let's fight for the title at Survivor Series. Bray says yes, mocking the Daniel Bryan chance to close the show as Miz announces the match. The Miz and Daniel Bryan not really liking each other for real makes their yeah. segments have so much edge and realness to them. Yeah. Because when he was like, shut up, Miss TV sucks and has always <laughs> sucked. That didn't want no script. <laughs> it, it's great when you can when you not like somebody that you work with and it's okay. <laughs> right. Like nobody's like, oh, get along. No. Oh, you don't like him? Psh, write it in. You got things you want to say? Feel free. Right. That's got to be great. Ugh, I would pay. <laughs> uh, this was an okay episode of SmackDown. It wasn't all that grand. The women really were the stars of the show. Per use. They got it's a lot. what we do. They got a lot of the focus this week, so it was all right. All right. All right, we'll shift the scene over to Boston, where Monday Night Raw took place. Becky Lynch comes out to kick off the show. She tells Shayna and Bailey that she's right here, and if they want her, she's here to fight and doesn't care about their brand supremacy. The (laughs) Iconics arrive. They're upset that they have been left off the Raw Survivor Series team. They say that they are the future. Becky cuts them off and says that she'll take them both on. Charlotte arrives and says if Becky wants them, fine. She doesn't want to attack with her either, but the forces in charge want them to be a team. So Charlotte announces that she's the captain of Team Raw on Sunday, and that's when Samoa Joe arrives. Just out of the blue. Well, (laughs) Samoa Joe uh, takes uh, a seat at the commentary desk. He's going to be the third man as Dio Madden is still... uh, MIA after getting F5 by Brock Lesnar. Tag team match Charlotte and Becky Lynch versus the Iconics. The Iconics work quick tags and double teams as they isolate Charlotte. Charlotte fires back with chops and she gets to figure eight on Peyton Royce and Peyton Royce taps. Charlotte and Becky Lynch, they get to win. After the match, the MMA chicks arrive. Shayna, Jessamyn Duke, and Marina Shafir. 
They attack the Iconics until Becky and Charlotte try to make the save, but they get laid out as well. Becky and Charlotte regroup, and then they chase the MMA women into the crowd. And then security wouldn't let them pass, and then Becky loaded up and punched one of the security guards and knocked them down. (laughs) Now, Maurice had this idea for this very same thing, like two months ago when he was on the show. Mm-hmm. And I basically was like, man, people would boo that shit out of the building because Marina Shafir and Jasmine Duke are terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but they've done such a good job with this NXT invasion and some Survivor Series build that this actually was passable and the people didn't shit on too much. Because Marina Shafir and Jasmine Duke are nowhere near good enough to be getting any type of leaks in on Becky and Charlotte. The Iconics, okay, yeah, I understand that. But Becky and Charlotte, no way. Uh, Charlie Caruso, please say the Caruso, interviews Ryder and Hawkins. They have a big tag team title shot tonight, and they are prepared. That's when the AOP arrives, stare them down, and just beat the hell out of them. So I guess they won't be getting their title shot anymore. AJ Styles cuts the promo says that he would love to defend his United States title against Humberto Carrillo tonight, but Carrillo disrespected him last week, so Anderson will beat him down this week. Humberto Carrillo versus Carl Anderson. Carrillo counters the buckle bomb, posting Carl, and the disaster kick connects. Carrillo gets cut off by Gallows, but the Street Profits makes the save. So what happens was uh, Carl Anderson cradles Humberto Carrillo but they're right by Montez Ford. So Montez Ford pushes Carl Anderson. So now Umberto Carrillo is on the top. And Umberto Carrillo got the win with the cradle. Hey. Gotta love it when you see the ethnic people working together. It's for the good of the people. <laughs> uh, Charlie interviews Seth about his match with Andrade. Seth says that he is a leader. And it doesn't. And he doesn't back down from challenges. He says he will do what he does best, and he will burn it down. <laughs> um, Didi, this is the part where I need your expertise analysis. Mm. Lana is in the ring. She says mm. that she's fouled for divorce from Rusev. She says we won't see Rusev tonight because he was handed a restraining order today, and mm. he can't come within ninety miles of her. <laughs> And then that's when Bobby Lashley leaned in, whispered a little something in her ear, and she goes, I mean, 90 feet. I love it when my man corrects me. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) And she says that uh, Lana and Lashley, they just want to be together forever. Gross. (laughs) Nobody wants to be with Bobby Lashley forever. Not even Bobby Lashley. (laughs) Can they just finish this already? I don't understand what the point is, and I and I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, how come they couldn't just wrestle right here this weekend on Survivor Series when we be done? Mm. Unless they're gonna get Jerry Springer or Maury Povich involved, I don't really see this turning out with any entertainment value attached to it. Mm. It's like it was made specifically for people to meme like Brazzers jokes or something. Like I don't 
Like, if not for Brazzers and Bang Bros and Pornhub jokes, what is this about? Like, what on? Yeah, I don't get it. I don't get it. This leads to a match. Bobby Lashley versus No Way Jose. Jose dances. He follows with some strikes. And then Lashley then slams him down. Lashley gets hits a shoulder tackle. He follows that up with the spine buster. He gets No Way Jose in the full Nelson. No Way Jose gives up. Bobby Lashley is your winner. Seth Rollins versus Andrade for a spot on the Survivor Series team. Andrade hits the spinning back fist and a rolling suplexes for a two count. Andrade heads up top and Seth runs up but gets caught in the tree of woe. Andrade misses the double stomp and Seth does the Falcon Arrow deal for a two count. Seth heads up top, but the Lucha House Party attacks for the disqualification. So Seth and Andrade are forced to fight off the Lucha House Party. And uh, Seth promises that... uh, They'll refinish. They'll uh, come back to this match again and they'll have a proper match with a proper conclusion. Mm. Buddy Murphy, he was walking backstage and he knocked on Alistair Black's door to pick a fight. (laughs) Now, I don't know what the hell Alistair Black was doing. I don't know if he had to get his shoes on or whatever. But by the time... Buddy Murphy, you know, knocked on the door, waited for a few seconds and decided to, huh? And walked off. Alistair Black comes busting out the door. Buddy Murphy went off to the right. Alistair Black comes out looking off to the left. So, no, nothing good happened for Alistair Black there. Uh, We see Team NXT arriving in a fleet of SUVs. Buddy Murphy versus Akira Tozawa. Tazawa hits a poison rana. We get a suicide dive by Tazawa. Back in the ring, he hits up top. The draping senton follows for a two count. Buddy then cuts Tazawa off with the V trigger and he hits Murphy's Law. And Buddy Murphy gets the win. As he's going back uh, backstage in the dressing room area, Buddy then comes face to face with Aleister Black. But they don't interact or say anything. They just kind of stare down at each other. Hmm. Eric Rowan beats up some jobber. The 24-7 geeks <laughs> run out. Rowan levels the scenes. He tosses his opponent onto them. He hits a running cross body, and then the claw slam gets the win. Randy Orton comments on Survivor Series, and while he doesn't play well with others, he says he's the best at Survivor Series. He will pick a partner and face the Viking Raiders tonight. The theme of Monday Night Raw great wrestling matches they ain't have no finishes the Andrade <laughs> Seth Rollins was number one and then here comes number two Kevin Owens Kevin Owens versus Drew McIntyre McIntyre counts the stunner and the Claymore gets a two count as Kevin makes the ropes Kevin counters the future shock into a cradle for his own two count the stunner connects and Drew McIntyre makes it to the ropes McIntyre hits the future shock for a two Kevin counters back with the stunner, and that's when Triple H arrives, and the match just ends. <laughs> Man, these dudes went like almost 20 minutes, and this shit was good. That was a really good match. Uh, Triple H tries to recruit Kevin Owens over to NXT. Talking about their history together, he knows that Kevin didn't want to leave NXT, but he still wants him. Kevin was fired repeatedly and was told he didn't belong. He knows how great Kevin 
is and he sees a guy that doesn't fit the mold and he loves it. Triple H just wants to have this conversation and his guys are here for Kevin. Kevin's teammates are in the back, not around to help because they don't give a damn about him. They aren't here because they will get their asses beat. So, of course, Team Raw attacks the NXT crew at ringside. Then Disputed Era attack Kevin and the OC makes the save. Very interesting little piece of business with Kevin Owens there. Triple H trying to get all his old guys back on the team. Next week, AJ Styles defends the United States title against Carrillo. Umberto comments and says that he is happy for the opportunity. Then we get a Paul Heyman recap of the Brock and Ray feud and says that at Survivor Series, Brock will beat Ray. Brock isn't hurt like some think. And he announces that the match will be no disqualification. Ray will either pull off a miracle or Brock will massacre him. Then Ray reacts to Paul's promo. First, he tells Carrillo he's proud of him and says Brock made a huge mistake making this a no DQ. Ray accepts and will bring his pipe with him. The stipulation will be to his advantage and he is coming for revenge and he will hunt him down and make him pay. He says the old Ray would have demanded an apology, but on Sunday, the new Ray is coming for his championship. Hmm. Paul Heyman and Ray Mysterio have done a great job in getting this match over. I think it's probably one of the um, more anticipated matches on the Survivor Series card that people are looking forward to. Uh, coming up this weekend just to see how it's going to work. Oscar mm-hmm. versus Natalia. The rolling clothesline gets a two count. Oscar elbows her way out. Natty takes out uh, Kari Sane, but then Oscar attacks. Natty cuts her off. Oscar catches her with the head kick, and Oscar gets the win. So I guess you could um, take a sip because uh, Kari Sane. Which is a distraction. <gasps> a drink. Uh, this was nasty. Uh, Oscar, man, she, whew, that head kick looked pretty dangerous. Good. <laughs> it should be dangerous. Main event time, the Viking Raiders versus Randy Orton and Ricochet. Ricochet hits an enziguri and Ivar hits the back handspring elbow. Ivar dumps Orton and Ricochet and follows with a suicide dive. He slams Ricochet into the barricade. Orton hits a draping DDT back in the ring. That's when the SmackDown guys arrive and attack and the match is ruled a no contest. (laughs) SmackDown guys, they dominate the Raw crew in their SmackDown shirts and Fox hat. Raw battles back and then the NXT guys arrive and attack SmackDown. So more NXT guys arrive and the Raw 4 fight them off as Rollins heads out with more troops to attack. And so we have this huge brawl as NXT surrounds AJ Styles and beats him down. Triple H appears on the screen and promises to finish this at Survivor Series, proving that they are the A brand. And he challenges anyone on the roster to show up on Wednesday night at Full Sail as NXT stands tall to close the show. Yay! The brawl at the end, real good stuff. Kevin Owens versus Drew, awesome. Seth Rollins versus Andrade, real good. This was actually a pretty decent episode of Raw. Can't complain. <laughs> Can't except for, of course, Bobby Lashley and Lana. You could do without. Yeah, no, that shit was weird. 
we could do without that. But other than that, it was a really strong episode. Now it's time for NXT. Becky Lynch arrives to kick off the show. She says it's been a while and mentions when the crowd sang her theme at TakeOver Unstoppable. She says she hasn't kicked ass at Full Sail in a long time. And that's about to change because she was coming even without Triple H's invitation. Bailey is crying like a teen with an old lady haircut and calls Sasha Banks the blue-haired Bailey buddy who was holding her back. As for Shayna Baszler, Becky is here to remind her who she is. Becky calls her out, but that's when Rhea Ripley arrives. Uh, the crowd is chanting, Rhea's gonna kill you. Rhea wants to see if the man has a set of balls, and they come face-to-face, and that eventually leads to a match. Becky Lynch versus Rhea Ripley. Becky hits an insecurity and falls with the second rope leg drop for a two count. Rhea Ripley cradles Becky, but Becky gets a disarmor until Ripley powers up, and Becky counters that into a hurricane run. They work up on the top rope. We get a superplex by Rhea, and that's when Shayna and her pals arrive, and they attack for the disqualification. Becky and Rhea fight back, sending Shayna outside. They then take out Duke and Shafir before staring down Shayna Baszler. This should be the no contest disqualification drinking game today. <laughs> oh, that would have been great. <laughs> the revival, uh, they arrive at Full Sail. We get a video package that hypes Kaylee Lee Ray's arrival last week, showing how she joined Team Baszler for the War Games match. Matt Riddle versus Kona Reeves is scheduled next, but Reeves gets taken out by Ricochet. So Riddle comes out, and we get Matt Riddle versus Ricochet. The running shooting star press gets a two count. Ricochet heads up top and rolls through. Riddle cuts Ricochet off. He hits the final flash, and then he hits a nasty German suplex. Cesaro Cesaro and Nakamura hit the ring. They get taken out by Ricochet and Riddle, and then Riddle wins with a cradle over Ricochet. Um... This was a crazy match. It was short, but they did a <laughs> lot of stuff in a short amount of time. Yeah, Na- they did. Nakamura and Cesaro, they attack post-match. Riddle and Ricochet battle back until Roderick Strong attacks Nakamura and Riddle. Riddle makes a comeback, <laughs> but Finn Balor arrives to the brawl, and Finn Balor is taking out Riddle, but Finn Balor gets sent packing eventually by Matt Riddle. Mm-hmm. That was hot shot booking at its finest. It was like, okay, we got a match, a hot match, no end to the match because these dudes ran in. Then all of a sudden, dudes who did the run in, they get ran in on. And then all of a sudden, we got one more person and Finn Balor coming in late. So, yeah, that was a lot of chaos in that part of the show. Get a video package hyping Killian Dane versus Damian Priest versus Pete Dunn at TakeOver with the winner facing Adam Cole at Survivor Series. Now for the match of the week, the month, and possibly the best TV match of the year. The Undisputed Era versus The Revival. Bobby Fish fights off the Doomsday device and Dash cuts off the high-low. The Shadow Machine gets a two-count as Kyle makes the save. Kyle takes out Dash. Kyle then heads up top and hits Bombs Away for a two-count. The Axe and Smash falls for another two-count. Dawson hits a DDT, but Bobby Fish cradles him for two. Uh, the Undisputed Era hit the total elimination, the high-low, and they hit Dawson with that, and they get the pin as the Undisputed Era are victorious. These boys put on a show. Tag Team Wrestling 
at its absolute finest. Two of the best teams in the world doing what they do in an environment that allowed them to do what they do. And man, they delivered. This was five stars. This was this was so damn good. Mm. Did you see it? Mm. Yeah, it was good. It 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 was so good. It went twenty five minutes and in like three commercials, and it was like, damn, that match seemed like it went by fast. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome to see the revival back in NXT doing top guy things the way that they can do them. I just can't say enough about that match. Um, we see some raw talents arriving backstage, um, and then we get an awesome women's war games video package where um, the teams are all on each side and they're t- explaining their uh, the different the team captains are explaining their ambitions and goals and what they hope to accomplish uh, mm-hmm. after this war games. I thought it was done really well. Kaylee Ray versus Dakota Kai. Kaylee Ray takes Dakota to the floor, but Kai slams her into the steps. The running boot follows, and back in, Dakota covers for a two count. Dakota follows with kicks, but Kaylee Ray counters with the super kick and the gory bomb for the win. They are really uh, taking Dakota Kai through it right now. She got left off of the War Games team. She's had a, you know some losses in a row. She tried to help Mia. That backfired. So, I don't know, man. She might be tuning up for a heel turn. We love a heel turn. I don't know. She's one of those. She's just got one of those lovable baby face faces. Mm-hmm. I don't know how she would work as a heel. I don't know if she has the... You have to have a certain level of viciousness, I think, to pull off being a get heel. Mm-hmm. You do. And I just have never seen that from Dakota Kai. I'm not saying that she doesn't have it inside of her. I've just never seen it on display, so I can't say that it would be able to come out if she was to turn heel. Mm-hmm. I would like for her to try. It would definitely be an interesting experiment. I mean, I never thought Bailey would turn heel, and they've done that, and it's been working really well. So You know, all it took was a little haircut and a change of clothing, and she was good to go. Right, right. Well, after that women's match, Carmella, Dana Brooks, Sonya Deville, and Mandy Rose attack Kaylee Kaylee Lee Ray, Bianca Belair, Tegan Knox, Io Shirai, Candice LeRae, Sarah Logan, Kari Saint, and all these other women join in. Kari Saint hits an insane elbow, and she faces off with Io Shirai, which was like, oh, yes, please. Uh, Logan interrupts until Nikki Cross arrives and attacks with a trash can lid. She's laying out everybody and <laughs> Nikki Cross stands tall at the end. I, they still got the, they need to do some explaining how the fuck Sarah Logan got into this. Cause all of a sudden it's like, okay, there's Charlotte, there's uh, this person, there's, there's this person, there's this person. And it's like, who the hell is that? And it's like, is that Sarah Logan? It's like, damn, I forgot, mm. I forgot she even still went here. Right. <laughs> and they need to go on forgetting about her. Like, okay. This made me think. It's like, damn, Sarah Logan could get, you know, slid up into this Survivor Series spot. Still nothing for Liv, though. Oh, and I like Liv. This is what I propose. Liv and Naomi become a permanent tag team. Like a babyface tag team. I could be into that. Yep. 
and they get a chance to face the Kabuki Warriors for the belts. Like, they build them up, let them get a bunch of wins, beat Fire and Desire, throw some other teams together, let them, you know, build up their wins where they can legitimately say they want a tag team title shot. I could see mm. money in that. Yeah. The Viking Raiders face off against the Forgotten Sons. Wesley Blake hits top rope Hurricane Rana onto Ivar, sending him into row. They all brawl, it breaks down, and Ivar hits the backspring elbow. Thor's hammer from the Viking Raiders gets them the win. This is the best match the Forgotten Sons have ever had. So that's saying something for them because they're usually not that entertaining. But uh, the Viking Raiders brought out a good match in them. Uh, we get another video package hyping the men's war games and all the other matches that are going to take place on the card. And now it's time for our main event. Adam Cole versus Donovan Dijakovic. Ladder match. The winner uh, will uh, see who determines the advantage in the war games. Cole counters future eyes. He climbs the ladder and then hits the Panama uh, City Sunrise off the ladder. Cole climbs the ladder again. Dijakovic follows him up. Future eyes connects. Dijakovic clutches at his bad knee. He climbs the ladder slowly with one leg. Adam Cole follows Dijakovic up. Knocks him off the ladder with the briefcase onto a ladder bridge they had set up uh, across from one ladder and the, to the turnbuckle. So he crashes through that ladder. Adam Cole grabs the briefcase and the Undisputed Era will have the advantage in war games. After the match, the Undisputed Era look to celebrate with Adam Cole, but they are surrounded by Raw and SmackDown. So they all brawl. We get more NXT troops arrive as Drew McIntyre takes out Dijakovic with the Claymore. Then Keith Lee hits Drew McIntyre with the Spirit Bomb. Did you <laughs> see that part? Mm-hmm. How, now, Drew McIntyre is like 6'5", like 275, 270, 265 easily. Mm-hmm. And Keith Lee pressed him in the air and got him up for that Spirit Bomb so quick. It's like, oh my god, did you see what he just did to him? Ivar runs in and they face off. Keith Lee and Ivar face off before they run and hit dives on everyone. Ivar is the bigger guy in the Viking Raiders, so watching him and Keith Lee do stereo big man dives was pretty impressive. So, of course, that wipes out everybody on the floor. So, Adam Cole is up in the ring alone. He's smirking at everybody as he's looking down at them. And that's when Seth Rollins from the blind side <laughs> takes him out with the super kick. That's when Tommaso Ciampa's music hits and he slowly walks out towards Rollins. But he stops at the steps to take a run at Adam Cole and he hits him with a running knee just to let you know. He had forgot about Goldie. So um, Ciampa turns back to Seth and he faces off with uh, Seth inside the ring. And then we close with a big ass brawl. This was one of the best episodes of NXT in a long time. They had a bunch of non-matches, well, matches with non-finishes, but they had so many people running in from Raw and SmackDown that Mm -hmm. it made it okay, made it worth it. And for the first time since it's been an ongoing war, NXT beat AEW in the ratings. What? Yep, they beat them by about uh, twenty, about twenty thousand people, 
23,000 people or so. So um, the big jump came from people in the 50 plus demographic. So the people who normally watch Raw and SmackDown tuned in to watch NXT this week. And then uh, AEW crushed them in the 18 to 39 or whatever that demo is, 18 to 45, whatever that demo is. Should be 34. Oh, yeah, that one. Because it's my last year in the demo. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it crushed them. Uh, AEW totally crushed them in that. So So that was a breakdown of the Wednesday night wars this week as far as NXT goes and their side of things. And before we go, we're going to just wrap up the uh, latest edition of SmackDown that took place. The go-home edition starts out. King Corbin addresses the SmackDown roster. Well, he's trying to. They're like a bunch of uh, kids when the substitute teacher's there. They're just talking and not listening to uh, him trying to <laughs> sell them down. That's when Roman Reigns arrives, though, and everybody's like, shh. <laughs> so Roman, so they start listening to Roman. Roman tells them that Raw and NXT are coming tonight. He says they will open the door, let everyone in, and whoop their asses. Corbin calls it stupid. As Sasha says that she isn't waiting, and then women will deal with the business right now. Yeah. So Sasha Banks, Carmella, Dana Brooke, Lacey Evans, and Nikki Cross, they make their way to the ring. Sasha says that this is their ring and their show, and they're ready to take care of business. They dropped NXT last week and took them out in their own house. She knows that Team Raw is here and calls them out. Charlotte, the Kabuki Warriors, Natty, and Sarah Logan arrive. Charlotte addresses the welcome wagon and thanks them for opening the door for them. She proposes a (laughs) one-on match with Sasha Banks. That's when Rhea Ripley, Mia Yim, Tony Storm, Tegan Knox, and Candice LeRae arrive. Rhea proposes a captain's match and then all the teams brawl in the ring. So we get our captain's match. Sasha Banks versus Charlotte versus Rhea Ripley. Charlotte hits a natural selection for a two count. Rhea Ripley battles back. She misses a drop kick, and Charlotte hits a natural selection as Banks rolls up Charlotte for a two count. Charlotte then gets to figure eight on the Sasha Banks. That's when Rhea Ripley cradles Charlotte when she's doing the bridge, and <laughs> Rhea Ripley gets the win over Sasha Banks and Charlotte. What? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Come on, little Rhea. Yeah, it was cool because uh, she just kind of slid in off the nowhere and, cr- and crucif- crucifix pinned Charlotte down. That was a very creative finish. And the pin was on Charlotte. That is shocking. Yeah, Rhea Ripley and Charlotte is the money match eventually. Everything go right over there? Yeah, it's the dogs are, <laughs> dogs are having a fit. It's just extra editing in the process. Uh, Raw and SmackDown brawl post-match with uh, SmackDown as NXT. They leave the scene. Uh, Corbin talks with Rude and Ziggler and talks about taking out Roman Reigns, Ali, and Gable tonight. If NXT shows up, they will let them and then beat... <laughs> he says if NXT shows up, they will let them beat up Team Reigns. Sammy arrives and dares Corbin to come to the ring. So Sammy and Nakamura, they head to the ring, and Sammy has a bag with them. Bailey gets interviewed. She's prepared if Becky or Shayna appear tonight. She's held all the belts, and Becky is smart, but Shayna is too impulsive. She only attacks when her back is turned, and she dares her to show up tonight. So we go back to the ring with Sammy and Nakamura. Sammy says that Corbin is afraid of him. Sammy calls himself a stud and asks that Nakamura is an even bigger stud than he is. Sammy then gives Nakamura a new Intercontinental title. 
He mocks Roderick Strong as the Undisputed Era arrives. Sammy begs off as he and Nakamura leave. Cole grabs the mic and says that he is Adam Cole, baby, and Roderick Strong is the man they forgot. He says that Survivor Series, they will wipe the floor with Raw and SmackDown, and that's undisputed. That's when the New Day arrives and says that they didn't get properly introduced last week, but they are all here now. Uh, they want to settle what they started last week in a match right now. Undisputed is down for a four-on-two match, but that's when New Day brings out Heavy Machinery. So New Day and Heavy Machinery versus the Undisputed Era. Big E runs wild until the Undisputed Era cuts him off and he's taken out on the floor. Otis hits the spinning slam on Kyle. The Cowbiller connects and he's cut off by Roddy as he hits him with a running knee strike and he pins, um, what's the other dude, Tucker. And the Undisputed Era get the win. Otis is a freaking star. <laughs> God. He gets in there and he starts slinging people around and then people start hitting him and he starts doing that shaking to make the comeback man he gets the people <laughs> going every time he's got that like Chris Farley physical charisma about him mm. um, after the match Styles, Nakamura and Strong they all brawl until Sammy attacks with chair shots as the undisputed era then run uh, Sammy and Nakamura to the back the OC is here. They're going to remind everyone who they are. The crowd starts to chant for CM Punk. And Styles says that he mopped the floor with him. Styles says that he'll get paid back on Sunday. And he will remind everyone that why he is phenomenal. Daniel Bryan arrives. We get a recap of his issues with The Fiend and uh, from last week's Miz TV. Daniel Bryan is here to summon Bray Wyatt. He won't pretend to know what goes on inside Bray's mind. And invites him to the ring to clear the air and talk about the past. Or they can fight right now. Lights go out and come back on, and there's nothing. Brian says he's playing mind games, and that's when the Miz arrives. Brian says that this is this is even worse than the Fiend. Miz says that he's a professional, unlike Dan Brian. He had to hold back last week and cause Brian weak and vulnerable. The Fiend will tear him apart at Survivor Series, and he tried to help Brian like he has in the past, and then he slaps Dan Brian. So that leads to a match: Daniel Bryan versus the Miz. Daniel Bryan lays in the yes kicks. He teases the uh, yes chance. And when he's done, that's when the Fiend's arrival takes place. The lights start to flicker. He appears in the corner and he chokes out Daniel Bryan with a mandible claw. Mm. Are you a fan of the red light when the Fiend uh, appears and wrestles? It, it shows up for the whole match? Yep. You haven't seen yeah, No, yeah, I don't see. think. No, because, you know. You didn't see the Technical difficulties. Right. So, um, no, I don't think I would be a fan of it for the whole match. Yeah, it's weird. It makes you want to hear TLC, personally. <laughs> Red light special. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, okay, back in the day um, in ECW, there used to be a wrestler, New Jack. Mm-hmm. And New Jack and Mustafa. And they're... And, and when New Jack went single, he kept the uh, uh, Ice Cube and Dr. Dre. Uh, God, what's their shit? That song. Um, no, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, man. 
it's like it's like it's one of the like you know real heavy gangster rap songs or whatever. Mm-hmm. But what what would happen is during the whole time New Jack was wrestling, they would just keep the song playing. So he could play the whole song, then stop and then repeat if the match was long enough and start over again. Natural Born okay. Killers, that was the name of the song. Ah. <laughs> That's what they should do for the fiend. They should just have the instrumental or red light special just playing through the whole. <laughs> Shayna arrives. She calls out Bailey. That's when Bailey attacks her from behind. She chops block Shayna's knee and they brawl. That's yes. when Bailey takes a little trip to the outside, but Shayna follows her and she locks in the choke on the floor. But Bailey manages to slam her into the barricade to escape. Bailey yes. runs Shayna into the post and runs Correct. away. Correct. Yes. <laughs> Roman Reigns, Mustafa Ali, and Chad Gable. They take on King Corbin, Bobby Roode, and Dolph Ziggler. Bobby Roode hits Spinebuster on Gable on the floor. Reigns joins, but Dolph cuts him off. Corbin then hits a deep six on Mustafa Ali and King Corbin, Bobby Lash. I mean King Corbin, Bobby Roode, and Dolph Ziggler get the win. This is actually a really good main event. Uh, they were in Mustafa Ali's hometown of Chicago, so you know he got a lot of shine, even though mm. he was the one who took the pin, too. <laughs> uh, Baron Corbin is great in this king role that nobody likes him, and they keep letting him win. You know, last week, when they were in Europe, he beat... Uh, or two weeks ago, when they were in Europe, he beat Roman. Mm, everybody mm-hmm. was all pissed and now he beat Ali in Ali's hometown so everybody's all pissed just good stuff for Baron Corbin <laughs> uh, after the match Team Raw arrives and Seth enters the ring with Reigns uh, to CM Punk chants they brawl and so do the others on the floor Team Raw dominates until Braun arrives with more Smackdown troops uh, you know everybody's got on their, their separate t-shirts so the crowd begins to chant for NXT Smackdown takes control and stands tall until Triple H on his Jeep, leads NXT troops onto the building. The mass brawl continues as Cole claims he's never, as Adam Michael Cole claims he's never seen anything like this. Keith Lee kills Cedric with the spirit bomb and comes face to face with Braun. They go crazy fists as the show ends. Uh, if you've noticed, at the end of every one of these shows, who's the last mm. person you see in the ring? Keith Lee. Motherfucking Keith Lee. <laughs> so that lets you know they got big plans for him eventually. Good. He deserves. So that is all of the wrestling events that have taken place this past week. Two SmackDowns uh, of Raw and NXT all leading up to this Survivor Series weekend. So again, join us for the live tweets on Saturday. Hashtag cast takeover beginning at 7 p.m. and also on Sunday hashtag survivor cast also beginning at 7 p.m. So Miss Didi Jonay I'm going to turn it over to you at this time for your shout outs and thank yous. Oh shout out to you as always shout out to Mel because Mel gets shout outs shout out to Jade and Tati and all the rest of my Glowcast girls um yeah that's it Shout out to Miss Didi Jonay. Shout out to all the listeners. Shout out to Sam and Greg. Shout out to all the ladies of the glow. Everybody who joins us for the live tweets. Also give a big uh, happy Thanksgiving. Shout out to everyone because 
the WrestleCast is going to take a break next week. I'm going to be out of town, and we're not going to record, be able to record before uh, Thanksgiving. So we'll just have a super episode uh, the next week, following up on probably everything. We'll just throw everything in one big show. So all the Survivor Series stuff, all the War Games stuff, all the blowout from the Raw and SmackDown, and NXT from afterwards all be on the first show in December. So be on the lookout for that. Everybody have a great Thanksgiving. Also, while you're giving thanks and also think about giving to the CSPN by either becoming a member of the Patreon page or supporting our sponsors by going to CSPN.us, clicking on the tab that says uh, keep our podcast free, do some shopping with any of our sponsors, help keep the show free, become a patron over on Patreon.com forward slash CSPN Media. You can either join through a $1 tier, $3 tier, or $5 tier. If you do sign up for the $3 or $5 tier, you do gain access to our exclusive Patreon-only content, which consists of episodes of the Dark Match. Uh, You also get some special, you know, Know the Score episodes. There's a lot of good stuff. I think there's like 160 posts on the Patreon page right now. So go check that out over on Patreon.com. And uh, again, thank you for listening each and every week to the WrestleCast. So for my SmackDown Matters correspondent, Miss Didi Jonay, I'm your host, Don DeLorente. This has been episode 264 of the WrestleCast. Please stay tuned for the parting promo. Tonight we got the opportunity to make some magic. You know why I'm here? Same... Same general reason I was here for Seth Rollins, but different. I have a soft spot for Seth Rollins. I like him, he's passionate. He wears his passion on his sleeve. I like that, I admit it, I've got a soft spot, but you're different. You are different. You are a different breed. You are the guy that when I brought you to NXT, you would turn on your own best friend to win the NXT championship. And then you had the guts to take that championship, walk down the aisle of Monday Night Raw with that title in your hands, walk straight up to John Cena and pick a fight. And before that night was over, John Cena would leave that arena in an ambulance and you would stand right here with your foot on top of Cena's US Championship and the NXT title held above your head. You, you maybe more than anybody put NXT on the map. You maybe more than anybody legitimized NXT. And then, and then you were taken. You didn't ask to leave. My guess, you didn't want to leave. But you were taken. You were taken by people that didn't understand until they had you that they didn't actually want you. Because you were too talented, because you were too smart, and because you didn't fit the mold. So they told you over and over again, they didn't want you. Kurt Angle fired you. Shane McMahon fired you. They looked you in the eye and they told you over and over again, you don't belong here. But I know where you do belong, Kev. I know where you belong because 
I see it in you when I look in your eyes. I see everything you say you are. I see the guy that has one of the smartest in-ring IQs I've ever seen. I see a guy that is every bit as good as he thinks he is and says he is. And I see a guy that doesn't fit the damn mold and I love it. And you look at those guys, right? So you're questioning it, why are they here? It's not an ultimatum, Kev. You know how I work and that isn't what this is. They are just here to ensure that you and I can have this conversation, nothing more. But isn't it ironic that these guys came all the way here for you? But yet everybody in the back, your teammates, your teammates are in that back right now and they think what you do that maybe these guys are here to attack you. And are any of them coming out here to help you? No, you know why? Because they don't give a damn about you, Kevin. They don't give a damn about you. But that's only half of it, Kev. The other half of why they're not out here is because they know if they walk down that ramp, they're gonna get their asses handed to them right there. And they're gonna prove to the world that they are no longer the A brand. They are gonna prove to the world that the brand is now born.